Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a new movie that is on Netflix. It's called Fear Street, Part 1, 1994. And Matt's going to tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, this is set in the town of Shadyside. And they are basically cursed. Um, There's an ancient evil that... uh, causes people to go mad every few decades it seems like uh and we are dropped in uh in shady side in the year 1994 um and it starts out actually at a mall i i got quite a bit of nostalgia when i uh, in that scene uh but uh yeah and 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 there's a um a killing spree that starts there and a group of teenagers are you know trying to to fight off this evil uh, on this particular go around, you also learn a bit about the, some of the, the past um, uh, killings that happened, and uh, yeah, this goes back centuries in the town of Shady Side. Like I said, it, it's cursed. Uh, so, what did you think? Um, well, I had virtually no expectations going into this movie. I hadn't even heard of it, um, but you know, I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I was entertained. Um, it's definitely playing on the '90s nostalgia. If you're if you're into that, I have more of an '80s nostalgia, but '90s nostalgia is starting to creep in as well. Um, and it's there's some callbacks to some movies from that era. It reminded well a little later on. It reminded me of of Scream. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some callbacks there. Um, but you know the. The acting was good. The, the The characters were interesting enough. I mean, they were kind of, they're high school kids, so they have some high school drama that could be a little tiresome. But um, I thought the, you know, the actors were personable. And, and overall, um, I cared about them. I was surprised by, by the end of the film, there were certain characters that I was really um, wanting to survive. And that doesn't always happen in these movies. Um, so, so yeah, and in that respect, it, it really worked. Um, it's interesting, you know, I'm kind of put off by gory scenes. Um, for the, for the majority of the movie, I wasn't bothered at all by the level of gore and blood. Um, so it's pretty tame until it's not suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, I'm sure supposed to be very shocking and it was shocking and, um, not in a pleasant way for this viewer, but, um, but you know, aside from that, I had an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I, I did not know what to expect with this. Um, what actually one of our friends and, and, and frequent guests on here, Garrett, um, I think he talked about this. Uh, he made, he made a tweet about it. Uh, this particular installment, cause this, we should, we should say this is a part of a three part series. And, um, I think he said something like he liked it. But then he mentioned part two, which is set in 1978. And, uh, you know, he really was singing its praises on Twitter. And I was like, you know, okay, I'll just give this a look. So we started with part one, 1994. And um, I did not even know whether we'd be turning it off, you know, (laughs) 20 minutes in. But, you know, I got pretty into it. Um, You know, like I said, I I liked the 90s nostalgia of of the mall. I mean, I was 18 during... Most of 1994, and I remember going to the mall, and they even talked to me, you know, like a B. Dalton, and I used to <laughs> hang out at B. Dalton booksellers, and yeah. Um, 
And, and it does a lot of, I think the term nowadays people use is needle drops, which basically it incorporates a lot of 90s music. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It does that until it doesn't. Um, I felt like the first half of the movie was filled with 90s music. And then like the back half, not quite so much. But I think I feel like they sort of feel like, well, we established for you that this is the 90s, mm-hmm. even if somewhat inaccurately. Yes. Um, <laughs> I noticed one time, you know... Um, I mean, there was a song they introduced, uh, one of my favorite songs from the 90s called Your Woman by White Town. <laughs> and that's from 1997. Right. But hey, hey I get the <laughs> idea. Uh, this is based off of uh, a series of books by R.L. Stein, a uh, prolific author of children's, like, I guess, fantasy kind of horror novels. I've never read any of his work. Um, I think I was a little too old by the time he really got popular. Um, but I know that they've been big and, and he did the Goosebump series. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I was doing a lot of reading about his uh, his his Goosebump series, and anyway, um, after uh, after we watched this, and it, it was mentioned how like they were pretty devoid of any kind of like you know gore or hor- real horror. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and, and they never really put the kids in in peril in those books. You know, not real peril. This is according to what I read, and then I later also read that. One thing people who have read the Fear Street books praise about this adaptation is how faithful it stays to the books. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, he must have gotten really adult for the Fear Street books because this is this is pretty uh, yeah, this is pretty intense. Yeah, I think as his readers aged, he started writing a series that was for more adult um, readers. So um, I. I I sometimes get kind of annoyed by needle drops as you were, as you were calling them, just cause it's, it seems just like so manipulative. Like it's, Oh yeah. It's wanting us to feel a certain thing and remember a certain nostalgia again. Um, I don't know. I wasn't annoyed by this one, except I'm always annoyed when, it, when they're out of time, like, like the one you <laughs> mentioned. Um, I thought, okay. So one thing that stood out to me was, one of the central relationships here is a same-sex relationship. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, while nice, I found it a little odd given this 1994. And perhaps it, it all depends on where you grew up. But as a relationship such as this, where I grew up, and I was in high school in 1994, <laughs> um, it would not have been so accepted. And here everyone's just accepted and no one mentions it and everything's cool, which is great. It it just was a little surprising to me. I noticed that too. <laughs> I too was in high school in 1994. <laughs> I, I thought about it a little bit. I didn't dwell on it, but, you know, yeah. Um, I, uh, I was certainly trying to be closeted in right. high school back mm-hmm. then. And I knew um, someone in high school that was in my class who was supremely popular. But part of the reason he was popular was he had all these, um, girlfriends and I'm, and I'm, there's a space between those, (laughs) there's a space between girl and friends. Mm -hmm. So he had a lot of late, uh, you know, girls who were friends of his, Mm -hmm. um, the straight guys in my high school always thought that he was like, you know, she's an antiquated term, the Mac daddy, (laughs) because, and they all assumed he was straight because, uh, Oh, he, he had all these you know, women around him. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I mean, no, and this, and this guy was a friend of mine and he was gay, but he, even he, who like was super high into, you know, like all, all the latest fashions and, and, 
had all these girls around him and the guy, all the straight guys thought he was straight. He was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming out. I mean, (laughs) so, you know, back in 1994 and in my community, which, which has, it's, it's university town, you know, it's fairly progressive. Yeah. People, this was the way they depicted in this show was not, uh, it it felt very today rather than 1994, but it's a minor little quibble. I want to talk about the sound design. Okay. Which I really liked. I guess that's the term you use for this, but uh, um, so there's different killers actually that we see in this. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's different ones, and they're coming after our protagonists, and they are. Uh, I mean, the, the, there's some paranormal stuff going on here, some supernatural things here, but mm-hmm. they they you hear them before you see them. And so that you hear like, you know, the, the thum, thum, thum of, of their footsteps. And then you, you know, you see them and, and the footsteps continue. But I have to say, like, it really got to me. Like, you know, the, the kids are in these darkened rooms or areas or woods or whatever. And, um, you know, something's up. And then, you know, you hear like, boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, you know, somebody's coming. And, and then here they are and they look scary and um, yeah, but I, I like that. I like when, you know, you, they use sound to enhance the, the, what this is essentially a, a, a visual medium primarily. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you noticed that. Um, I really, I'm sure it enhanced my experience, but it didn't um, stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you, you always hear things, though, when, when I don't hear things. So you always hear the score when I don't even remember it. This had a good score too. I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily you know, um, you know, a Jerry Goldsmith or right. score or whatever. But, but uh, you know, no, it was it was good. I thought um, this is uh, directed by Lee Janiak, who also co-wrote it, uh, adapted, of course, you know, from the R.L. Stein stories. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned, the, I think the acting earlier. I mean, that was good. It was fine yeah. for a bunch of younger actors. Um, they did well. And I, I also too kind of cared about them as much as you care about, you know, characters and what is a lo- mostly a slasher film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the story took some surprising twists along the way. Um, so the, I think, you know, the screenwriting and the, the plot itself was, mm-hmm. was decent. Yeah. I did a little background reading on this after we watched this first part. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is part one of three. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually a little behind on this because part three is they've been airing him once a week on Netflix and part three comes out uh, today, the day we're recording this, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll catch up on it. But uh, um, these were filmed back to back to back um, for six months in 2019. And then the intent was to put them out theatrically. But then, of course, you know, the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And then so I think the, anyway, the rights ended up getting you know, sold to, to Netflix, okay. which I think is, is, works fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Ashley, what do you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it a 7.5. Cool. Um, I give it an 8. Um, I mean, seriously, for, for what it is, I think it, it is. It, it, it does it well. Yeah. So it's a 7.8 from us. Uh, it's on the tomato meter. It has a critic score certified fresh of 83%, uh, an audience score of 64%. All right. I, I would recommend it. Definitely. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.